He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. It's great to be at Florida Memorial University, one of the nation's great HBCUs. I'm a big fan of HBCUs. I got my start at one of those other HBCUs, Delaware State University. Okay, that's pretty good, man. Anyway. <laughs> but, but, but did you, Joe? That's just another one of Joe's patented lies saying he went to an historically black college. Delaware State University. He didn't. He didn't. He went to Delaware. University of Delaware. He's a blue hen. <laughs> I love it. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. It's Wednesday. We're damn glad to be with you. I Some of the lies that he continues to tell, there are some that fall in like my favorite category. He's said something to that effect before. That's one of my favorites because it's just such a remarkable lie we got some other doozies we're going to get to today. Man, there's he, there's plenty of gaffes. He, they, for some reason, these guys, the Democrats, think it's a good idea to send Joe out on the campaign trail less than a week away from the election. It's not. And he's not the only one they're sending. But they're sending, sending him out there. And he was out yesterday. And, man, did he screw things up further. The, the lies he told, the gaffes he made, we're going to get into that. Then the U.S. confirmed what we all knew. And I've been telling you for a while here. I kind of know this stuff. This is what I used to do for a living. That we have boots on the ground in Ukraine. It's now been confirmed by the Pentagon. So we'll get into that. John Fetterman tried speaking again. Crazy man Kramer talking about state media, how he supports it. All sorts of stuff we're going to get into. Booze and banter. We got Obama, Joy Behar. We got all sorts of great stuff we're going to get into there. That's going to be at drewberkwist.locals.com. You can see it on the screen there. Get yourself an account. Starts at just $5 a month. It's fun. It's a cup of coffee, guys. Cup of coffee, and you get all the booze and banters. A troll-free community. Come on over there. Spend some time with us. That'll be right after the show. Uh, but for now, let's get things going with today's free show here on Rumble and every other platform with question of the day, which is... This is a complete the sentence kind of a thing, okay? We're approaching Thanksgiving, and I say beef tenderloin for Thanksgiving makes you feel blank. What, what are your thoughts on that? As you send in your responses, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Mammoth Nation. Mammoth Nation's America's conservative discount marketplace. Over 500 pro-America vetted companies, guys. There isn't a woke company there. They sell products made in America, by America, for America. These are, these are veteran-owned companies, Christian-owned companies, former law enforcement-owned companies. You could if not— If they come woke, they get rid of them. And if, if, if they become woke, they get rid of them. Bye-bye. It's an amazing thing. I love what they're doing. I'm so proud to be a part of it. I'm so grateful for the support that they give to this show. You guys need to feel better about yourselves, though, and you can by going to shop at Mammoth Nation. Stop, stop pouring into these woke companies. Pour into companies who align with your values, love this country, and are fighting like hell to take it back. 
MammothNation.com. Use promo code DREW to save up to 30%. Not to up to, excuse me. To save 30% on your membership. You can save up to 70% on products on the store there. Literally, there's hotels, travel, wine, beer, ammunition, like tactical accessories, hunting stuff. You name it. You want it, it's there. So get on over there. Okay, let's get to your responses. The question again was beef tenderloin, not pork tenderloin. Beef tenderloin on Thanksgiving makes you feel, hmm, what, what's, the, what's the answer? <clears throat> okay, lots of comments on Elon Musk. Well, real freedom over on booze and banter. That's right, Jackie. We'll see you there. Okay, warm and fuzzy all over. Love beef, says Lindy. Good, says Judy. Grateful, happy, happy. Lots of positive responses so far. So no issues. My point is with as as questions and answers, or excuse me, answers come in. My point is, do you have an issue with it not being turkey? Like dancing, red meat is always the answer to every occasion. That's like a Hallmark card, Jane Callahan Bush. That's beautiful. Poetry. Mmm, <laughs> good, says Feather Catcher. More frustrated this year because it's three times the price as with turkey. True. Everything, everything's more expensive. I saw an article the other day. Maybe you saw the headline, too, that some people, some people considering turning to pizza for Thanksgiving because of the prices. That's a great call. I mean, it's an interesting <laughs> call. Yeah. But I feel like you got to have a feast, and pizza's not really a feast. I get it from a price standpoint completely. Who doesn't love pizza? Matilda's having Cornish hen. I like it. Frank says having beef tenderloin makes him feel thankful. I like it. So everyone seems to be on board. Ginger tastes better than turkey. I think turkey's a very overrated meat. I get the tradition behind it. We have it. Don't get me wrong. We have it every year. I consume it every year. But we will also work in a ham and sometimes a, a beef tenderloin because if you're going to celebrate and have a big party, you want you got to have options. You got to have options and you want you want red meat. Come on, yeah. like nothing says let's get down more than a big ass slab of red meat with just a bunch of tender fillets in there. Mm. Venison tenderloin says Brian Urban. Urban. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Now, do you do like a uh like a horseradish sauce with it and stuff too or or yeah, you could. Well, uh, that's more a prime rib. I-, I would say like a mushroom sauce with a beef tenderloin. Yeah. Rib. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. But I mean, you can. You can. You could do horseradish with it too. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm all Teach for his it. Own. Uh, I'm all for you know turkey's great. We've even gotten to the point where we don't even cook a whole turkey if we do it anywhere. We just go and buy like the breasts, and that's it. You know, because yeah. it's like we're just wasting the rest of the meat anyway. So might as might as well just let's just do this and you know less to store in the fridge for leftovers and all that you know like i love the leftovers because i love having my turkey sandwiches you know the following days after but it's not a massive turkey that i've had to carve and figure out where we're gonna put so yeah i do love the skin i know that sounds cannibalistic or buffalo bill like or whatever but i love the skin from the big bird but it is we're we're the same thing we do we do just big breasts now uh kind of like pelosi's that we had up on the screen yesterday we, we, we just do those. Do you want me to pull it back up again no, or no? Please don't. Please sure. Don't. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was telling Disco, my wife came to the studio yesterday. She walked in and saw the screen and was like, 
what is that? <laughs> it's like, that's the speaker of the house. That's um, the speaker of the house. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, let's get on with it. Let's stop talking about Nancy's tatas again. We've spent way too much time on them this week, but it is, it is what it is. So Biden, as I was saying, is out there on the trail, right? And he's in Florida. We'll talk about that in a second, but he's in Florida and specifically was in Fort Lauderdale yesterday campaigning for Democrats who, by the way, have no chance of, of winning their elections there. And it is, well, I'll just say it now, it's an odd strategy for the Democrats, or it's, it's interesting at least to note that they're sending Joe to stump in states where the radical left has no shot of winning. And they're sending Obama, who's been out there stumping, to states that have close and important races. Now, it's not, again, it's not surprising they're sending Obama to the more important ones. But just note, like, hey, do we have any, like, this, the internal meeting is this. Do we have any shot of winning this one? No. Who should we send? Let's just send Joe. It makes it seem like we care, even though we don't, and we've kind of conceded already. That's, that's what's happening, though. But this is what he had to say. Listen to what Joe had to say about insulin prices. How many of you know somebody with diabetes needs insulin? Well, guess what? And we, when, we, when, when, we, when Debbie and I passed this law, it included everybody, not just seniors. And so what happened was we said, okay, you know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him, okay? Hmm, okay. So that is, you might have seen this clip already. But it's, it's fascinating, and it's fascinating because there's one ginormous problem with this, this tale that Joe's telling here. Because insulin was founded, first of all, he's lied repeatedly about insulin, the price of insulin, all that kind of stuff. But he, this, this, is, this is a guy, Sir Frederick Banting, who founded insulin. He was born in 1921 he died in 1941 you say okay well that's great thanks for the history lesson he looked like he lived a short life he did but what's interesting about it is biden was born in 1942 one year after banting's death so obviously he did not talk to the the creator of insulin it's not even it's not even possible now, Joe might think that it's possible. He might think that he spoke to him last week, given the cognitive decline that he is in. But it's not possible. But it shows how outlandish hey, his lies quick, are. You, just, you said something off. He wasn't born in 1921. Uh, insulin was discovered in 1921. Sorry, insulin was discovered in 1921. Banting he, he died in, in uh, Yeah, in he, he died in 19, 1941. He was born in 1891. So, 1891. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. I no. I I I did say that wrong. But the point is, is he was, he died in 41. Joe born in 42. There's no way the two ever talked. It's literally not possible. Not possible. But he the the you know he, he we so far today he went to a historically black college and university. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Outlandish, ridiculous lie. He met the guy who created insulin, who was dead before he was even born. And people drum up these comparisons all the time to Trump, saying, oh, well, Trump lied all the time. Uh, that's, not, that's not really true. You don't like Trump. You're allowed to not like Trump. 
Trump exaggerates things. He tells stories in a in a manner that exaggerates things. He's a salesman. He he does it that way sometimes. That's how he is. There's a huge difference though, because exaggerating and telling a story is different than outright lying. Is and that's what Joe does. Joe's a straight up con artist. He's not a salesman. He's a con artist. And they will always try to morph into the personality of whoever they're trying to con. He does it in a kind of in a couple of clips from from now that we're going to show. But he also brought up this ridiculous lie that he continues to share and has shared for quite some time about his son Bo saying he died in Iraq. Take a listen. No change in the quality of it, just change in the price. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, think of Iraq because that's where my son died. The, uh, because he died. The, uh, but the point. <laughs> no, he didn't. Once again, engaging in stolen valor by claiming that he's a gold star father. You're not. You're a horrible father, a creepy father. But as we've talked about, and everyone knows, Joe should too, but it's a better pandering point to say he died there. Bo was a JAG officer. He did deploy to Iraq, but he was in the green zone. He didn't leave the green zone. He didn't go outside the wire. He spent most of his afternoons in an office or in in courtrooms through his military career. He put on his BDUs for photo ops. And I'm not trying to take away from Bo's service. Thank you for serving the country. And I'm not trying to celebrate his death. I'm sorry that you died. But you died in Maryland of a brain tumor six years after returning from Iraq. You did, he, Bo Biden did not die. Let's just say it one more time. Bo Biden did not die in Iraq. And if you want to claim that it was from <clears throat> toxic burn pits, which are a thing. Let's come up with some, some more proof and talking points on that, for one. And two, and, and, and more importantly, two, let's say that that's what you believe occurred as a result of, not he died in Iraq, which is what he repeatedly says over it's, and over. It's again. like in, um, what is it, uh, The Hangover? When he's like, oh, yeah, you know, my grandfather was, you know, he died, you know, he was like a Holocaust survivor or something like, oh, it was, was no, no, he was just alive during that. You know, like, like, it's, it's, hey, he died during that time, 2015, I guess. Yeah, it was done. So, you know, but like, okay, cool. We get it. He was over there. Awesome. That's what you should focus on is that he was over there. Right not keep changing where he died right and when he died yeah exactly just 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 celebrate i mean and again the the family's so broken it just is what it but like just celebrate that he served and talk about he always talks about cancer and how he's going to cure cancer too to bring that's where you bring your son in like maybe maybe tie it in there yeah i mean and some could say a lot of people died over there they never really came home even though they are home you know, yeah. so maybe that's something they talk about internally. Bo never came home, but they don't talk about that. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And so, he's I mean, not smart enough to know the nuances well, of that. It, well, ex- like, oh, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like if that was the fact, say that then. Right. Don't don't just say he died there. Like, be like, no, he, you know, he never really came home, you know, even though he was here. Like, say it that way, as opposed to, well, my son died in Iraq. Right. Because it's just you're just rewriting history at that point. <laughs> Back to your basement, Brandon says Ginger. But he wasn't done with his whole snake oil slideshow. Uh, slideshow, excuse me, I'm making up terms here. He continued on, and he, and you know, when like you, you, uh, is last two weeks ago, we had AOC doing this. We've shown Hillary do this before. Joe's done this before. But listen, listen to what he tried, the character that he tries to embody here as he's talking in Fort Lauderdale. A senator from Florida going after Medicare and Social Security? I tell you what, I don't know where, as they say in Southern, I don't know where y'all been. Oh, damn, boy. I tell you, look. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Do, first of all, do better. Like, I didn't think you did a great job with the accent. But second of all, know your audience. You're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You're not in the sticks in, you know, north central Florida. Anyone who gets Florida understands the further south you go, it's actually more northern. I know it doesn't make sense. But people come down there. You don't get down to Florida and Miami. Miami's not even hardly America, first of all. But you don't get to that part of the state and hear all these just crazy accents. It's not like, you know, you've gone back in time and you're in a different era. You you hear normal people talk down there. I declare. Yeah, exactly. You don't hear that. <laughs> like, you, if you were like, I'm in Ocala, I'm in the sticks north of Ocala, I'm somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the panhandle, okay. That's but not even how- then, it's still far and few in between. I mean, there's right. so many it's, it's- transplants now in Florida, even that live out in the middle of nowhere because they just wanted to, you know, come to Florida to be in a free state, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I, hey, my family, before I was born, was from Chicago. They moved down. I had no choice. I was born in Florida. I mean, like, it, it, it's rare when you find someone who's born in Florida, you know, and it's, it's you know, because they all move. They all yeah. come there, whether it's to retire, to fish, to get away from tyrannical governments you know you know whatever you want to call it you know yeah. I mean, it's just like it whatever the reason they're there they're there so they're there um so he continued to to mouth fart more lies like this one right here when i took office the economy was in ruins <laughs> uh, we got more of that right no that that's it okay <laughs> i mean i could play it again if you well, want me to so here's but... here there's there's more to that there's another <laughs> clip there but you, you, what he just said there, the economy was in ruins. Everyone knows that was a lie, right? Like, you, you know that, don't you? Like, I, and Joe knows it, too. The economy was great. Even coming back from government lockdowns and insanity that Joe and his commie friends pushed all over the United States and people pushed across the, the, the globe. Gas. He, he talked about how, in, you know, inflation wasn't as bad gas prices were wor- you know he, he literally made lies that a, a 4 year old could could look at a newspaper and be like yeah no you're wrong cuz i can like it was so simple talked about how inflation was we're in a better spot with inflation no we're not we're in a better spot with gas prices no we're not gas was at a low price everything was sailing along and going pretty well and then you joe and your cackling bimbo friend Kamala got into the White House, and granted, you're not running anything. You're just being puppeted around. 
And now we have record inflation, record gas prices, which are down now just because you've taken our national oil reserves down to a record low, or at least a 40-year low. We've got a diesel shortage. We've got two weeks of diesel left. Which in theory, that's not, I mean, if that's if things stop operating or something big happens, but we've got two weeks of diesel left as we're essentially going to war with Russia or have been in war with Russia. We're losing the dollar as the world's reserve currency. Like, things aren't going too well. We talk about that all the way. And again, as we always say, it's it, Joe's inept. Joe's in cognitive decline. He's got dementia. He's a, he's a, a basket case. But it, it, it's, it's not that he and his people are necessarily inept. Stupid, yes. Morally bankrupt, yes. But this has all been done on purpose. It is going according to planned, a plan for them. I mean, their, their goal and desires were to crush the economy, break the backs of the populist. Because the enemy class... The elite, they don't care about the individual. They hate the individual, in fact. They only want what's best for the ruling class. That's just who Democrats are. They hate working people. They're the party of elitists, as we always talk about. They look at blue-collar people as peasants, disposable. They're just trash to the elite. So don't let them fool you. And I know they don't fool you, but the masks are off now, and and. We're, we're, we're seeing them for the scumbags that they are. Then there was a tweet. They, they took it down. They took the White House took the tweet down. Did yeah, they- it was uh, like, you know, you sent it over to me and I'm assuming it was, you know, right there um, when okay. <laughs> when you sent it. But by the time I got to it, which was minutes later, uh, I'm sorry, this post has been deleted. I was like, awesome. So I didn't even, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't well, even see it. So COLA is cost of living adjustment, right? And it go it's government funded program, like you know, government um, employees get it, social security people get it, you know, it, stuff like that. And we we don't need to have a, a lesson on COLA, I don't think. But the White House put out a tweet claiming that senior, yeah, exactly. That senior we'll go Glenn Beck style here. They cl- seniors are getting their biggest increase in their social security checks in ten years because of President Joe Biden's leadership. But we all know that's the BS and because infl- basically they're taking credit because they're giving more out. But it's all because of inflation. It's all because of all the other disastrous things that this administration and their handlers have done. So it's like, oh, the number's bigger, but the number doesn't get you further. Like it's not a value add. It's not a net gain. It's a, hey, we screwed this up, but look at this shiny number over here. It looks better, right? It's an increase. It's not going to do anything for you, but it sounds better. And they put this, this tweet out, the White House did. Again, they took it down, but they put it out celebrating it when anyone paying any attention at all can say, yeah, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's like all of the math and the, the storytelling that they do. Gas is down 10 cents. Yeah, but you brought gas up. And the way you got it down 10 cents is by making reckless moves with our national oil reserves that put our country in severe jeopardy. They claim all these wins that are, in fact, not wins at all for the everyday American people. They are wins for them. The elite, yes, they are not wins for us. 
And because of all these policies, you've got senior citizens who are on fixed incomes going out and getting jobs again, part-time work because of what they've lost because of Biden's record inflation. This, the, the, the elderly, the senior community are suffering a lot at the hand of Biden and the commies who are handling it. Because, and the reason that is, is they hate the elderly. Because the elderly represent a time that knew what the country was supposed to be like, i.e. freedom, following the Constitution. His, they have that historical reference and those memories and those ideals of what this country was and is supposed to be are a threat to the Democrat Party. So crippling that, that element of society, the, 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 the elderly, the senior community, that's just, the, that's just a part of, of what these guys are doing in dismantling everything. Because they're, they're a nuisance. Old, older people are a nuisance to the Democrat Party. Got to get them out of the way so they can bring in more young communists. You know, when, uh, when I was reading this this morning, it reminded me of like years before I even met you. I was working for a company and they couldn't pay us one month. And they're like, don't worry, it's coming. And then, you know, finally a month later, we get our paycheck and like, hey, look, look what we did this month for you. And like, we gave you something extra. And I was like, no, this is just what you didn't pay me last month plus this month. Like, it should have been like three times if you're trying to say, look what I did. <laughs> but right. but you're like, this is the money that, that you owe me. Right. <laughs> don't try to, don't try to fa- make it fancy. <laughs> like, no, like you couldn't pay me and now you did. And now you've paid me back, but there's no, there's nothing extra there. <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> Aren't you grateful like, that we on. did this? No, you made life miserable for a month. Yeah, um, it was hard. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's it's ridiculous. Um, okay, plenty more to get to. We got a lot more to get to. Guys, smash that like button, whichever platform you're on. We're so grateful that you're here and engaging. Keep engaging. There's lots of different communities out there having fun. I don't care if you're on Rumble, Facebook, where, wherever you might be. Please just keep engaging. It helps with the algorithms. It helps with, with all of that stuff. Make sure you are subscribed, particularly make sure you're subscribed over on Rumble. It's rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. We'd be so grateful if you are. Make sure you're subscribed still on all the other platforms. A lot of them like to unsubscribe you. We're going to get into boots on the ground in Ukraine. We're going to get into a clip of Fetterman and a couple other things. All that's coming up on the other side. Stick around. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. With everything going on right now, your rest is so important. That's why we're having the biggest MyPillow sale ever. Not only are my bed pillows as low as $19.98, but you can get the best body pillows ever. Regular $89.98, now only $29.98. Take your rest on the go with our Roll and Go Anywhere My Pillows for only $14.98. And we have our new couch and accent pillows. They aren't just for looks. They have MyPillow's patented adjustable fill that gives you that amazing MyPillow comfort. In this economy, you get the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you get deep discounts on body, couch, bolster pillows, and so much more, including my original bed pillows for as low as $19.98. Please order now while quantities last.
got to do that, guys. Head on over to my pillow. We just got a bunch more stuff coming to uh, the house as well, doing some some changes in the bedroom there, and uh, had to get some new stuff. We already had stuff in them. We got more stuff. You guys should do it too. And if, if you've already saying, hey, we've got a bunch of my pillow stuff, that's great. Thank you for supporting a great company. Thank you for supporting the show. If you used our promo code, but share it with your friends. Don't be selfish. Other people need sheets, pillows, slippers, dog beds, mattress, mattress toppers. Get it. Get on over there. MyPillow.com. Use promo code Drew. Okay, so the Pentagon has... Pentagon. The Pentagon has confirmed what we've talked about on this show a lot. And I've told you was happening already. But now they're coming out and saying, yeah, it's, it's happening. It's confirmed. They're dumbing it down. But you had Chuck, you know, Chuck Colestio put this out yesterday saying Pentagon has now officially confirmed U.S. boots are on the ground in Ukraine. And then you had two associated uh, two reports, one by the AP, one by the WASHPO, confirming that boots are on the ground in the Ukraine uh, conflict and that they were, you know, not just performing like a embassy security type of a role or something like that. It wasn't just force protection. Uh, but they're, in fact, according to the Pentagon, performing inspections of U.S. weapons caches after last week, the State Department and Pentagon unveiled a new plan to track U.S. supplied weapons in efforts to implement accountability for billions of dollars worth of arms and ammunition transferred to Ukrainian forces since near the start of the war eight months ago. So they're saying a small amount of troops are there doing these on-site inspections, which, first of all, is hilarious. Accountability for stuff in these war zones is a nightmare to do. It, we always try to do it, to be clear. I'm not saying it's just thrown over the fence. It is sometimes. But they, they've always tried to do this in so many places. But when you get to the end and you just leave it like we did in Afghanistan, is it worth paying someone to do that? Anyway, side point. That's a different conversation. But You've got a small number, according to these reports, a small number of U.S. military forces inside Ukraine have recently been um, begun doing on-site inspections to ensure Ukrainian troops are properly accounting for the Western-provided weapons they receive. That's according to the Pentagon and Pentagon spokesman. So what's concerning about this to me is, uh, again, There have been people on the ground there from the special operations community, the intelligence community, because that's what those communities do. And I'm against this, this conflict and this war. I think it's not our beef. I think we should not get into this. I've made that clear, I think abundantly clear over the last several months. But it doesn't surprise me that they're there. I, I, again, my former colleagues, teammates in some cases are doing what they've been ordered to do and they're probably doing a hell of a job and russia and others know that they are there they're not stupid they understand how this game works now if if a line had been crossed which i think multiple lines have been crossed frankly if i if i'm in putin's shoes sending drones sending missiles sending all of these weapons and and technology that is being used to kill Russians, even if most of it is being done by Ukrainians. It's being done by Ukrainians who are trained, mostly just equipped, but in some cases trained by the U.S. and other NATO partners. So that is, that is an act of war. 
But they don't want to get into Putin's got his goals there, right? He's got his goals for the four regions that have been annexed, you know, the Crimea before, yada, 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 and, 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 and plenty others. And again, as I always say, we can't get in the mind precisely of, of Vladimir Putin because none of us are him. We're not over there. This is a convoluted mess. There's, there's more propaganda going on with this than perhaps anything in the past. But when you have people like that there, training, advising, and assisting, which is what is going to be done, which is what has frankly been done for a long, long time. I mean, we've not officially declared war in a long time, right? We've, we've had conflicts, and we've had instances where we do send people in for, for short-lived operations, and we send in things where we train, advise, and assist. But train, advise, and assist is not what people back home think that it is. It always goes beyond that. When you've got advisors on the ground, trust me when I say this, because I've been an advisor for the vast majority of my adult life, you're not just sitting back and being like, yeah, you know what, just uh, maybe adjust this or do this. We're going to train. No, it doesn't work that way. It can, and it has before. But Well, I I remember when we sat down with the Bay of Pigs guys, they talked about the people who came over to help and advise and train all that stuff. They got caught up in it and they're like, we're coming with you. <laughs> you know, like we're, we want to go do the, you know, like they, cause it's just, it becomes a part of you. It's, it's cause it's your life. It's the same thing with you. You probably got very invested in what was going on and you didn't want to leave them to high, you know, high and dry. You know, you wanted to be a part of it cause you've invested in it. Yeah. You know, well, so. it's, it's, you've invested in it and you're also, if you're in you know, if you work for the agency and you're, fully operational you work in special operations there's something both right and wrong with you that's that's just that's <laughs> yeah. just the way it is and you want that adrenaline rush you want to be a part of it so it's like hey i can tell you multiple times you know we'd have a crew that was going out to do an operation you know in afghanistan for example and we weren't supposed to go but it'd be like no f that like we're going like just just go Ooh, can i come can i come <laughs> well, and we'd be told not in some cases told not to go, but it, it didn't matter. Cause it's like, you know what? Like I, 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 I'm going, I, I, I don't care. Um, now in the case of this, there's a lot on the line. So you've got to be careful on train, advise and assist operations. But anyone who thinks all this to say, anyone that thinks that like, Oh, boots just got in the ground this week. Come on, dude. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to live the life that I did. Most people didn't get to. I'm grateful for the cool stuff I got to do, and I, I understand what's behind the curtain more than most because I was there. But if, if you think just from in general terms, without having those experiences, that they just put boots on the ground, we just got people there, like, you're not paying attention. I can promise you, without sharing, I can just promise you from a speculative standpoint that there have been people from our elite communities the agency included there for quite some time. That's how we do things. And I'm not faulting them. Look, if the government's going to get us into something that we shouldn't be in, we damn sure better at least send our best. But where this gets more complicated now is you no longer, as Ginger just said it, you can't hide it now. It gives more ammunition for Putin and others to say, and his, his command staff to say, hey, 
we know that they had a bunch of gringos running around there training people. They're training people. They're giving people stuff. And that, that it was going well beyond that. But now, you, now you've declared, and, and, and taking a step back from that even for a second, even when you have those train advised assist of operations, if you're doing it by the letter of the law, so many things can go wrong, right? Because you're driving around. You've got advisors and or teams driving around in a war zone where not everyone is wearing uniforms. And a, a lot of them are. You got you know Ukrainians who are, and you got Russians who are. But there's 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 more more than meets the eye. There. There's more people there. You can have some things go off, some ticks happen that aren't necessarily planned. Things just happen, and then there's you know return fire. I, I'm simplifying this, but you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like you're coming back, you get targeted, perhaps even by mistake, but then you return fire, and then all of a sudden you've got a legit incursion between Americans and Russians. Or you've got an incursion between Russians and Ukrainians, but they're the Ukrainians that the American advisors are training with or, or training. So, so they're going to help those guys out and return fire too. Things can escalate so much faster, but now you fast forward and you say, Hey, no, 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 we're not just doing this clandestinely anymore, which wasn't that clandestine. Cause you knew that we were there. Now we're saying we have people on the ground there. We're going to say they're this, just there to inspect. But it just gives that much more ammunition to Putin, the Kremlin, their media, people who are anti-West, anti-America. There's plenty of them. It, it just it, it opens Pandora's box. And I'm not saying, oh, this was it. This was the final straw. We're, we're definitely going to war. We've been at war. I've been telling you that. We've been at war. We've not officially declared war in a long, long time. We've also not officially won a war in a long, long time. But you, you've got a situation here now that just adds another point of failure. And when you're in a situation that's as apocalyptic as World War III, where, where the, the relevant parties have the, the two largest arsenals of nuclear weapons on the planet, you don't want more points of failure. You want to be systematically removing points of failure so we don't put everyone in this situation. And by the way, again, as we do that, we're dealing with all these problems back home. Diesel shortage, inflation, rising prices everywhere. Families getting crushed as we head into the holidays, as we head into the winter. So I think it's, to me, if you're going to play this game, and you're going to be involved in a proxy war. Continue to play it the way you've been playing. I, I don't do it at all. I, again, I'm totally against it. Don't do it at all. But if you're going to do it, at least pretend, oh, we're not there. Don't just rub it right in their face. I just, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, nothing to see here. Yeah. That's what I feel like they're saying. Right. <laughs> well, and they're showing, I mean... They're showing guys, you know, uh, inspecting weapons as they're inspect. They're training too. You can. There's pictures out there of them training. It's like, guys, that's not just if if they're training. Newsflash: It's not like some. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm not trying to put down conventional units and 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 infantry and whatnot. But in most cases, in these, when you've got these foreign defense op internal defense operations or train and advise assist operations, you've got dudes from the agency. Or you've got dudes from from one of the 
the elite elements in our, our U.S. Special Operations Command. So it's, again, I don't fault those guys. If I was still in, I'd probably be over there doing stuff, and I would do it to the best of my ability whether I agreed with it or not. But <clears throat> as, a, as a U.S. military umbrella, as a U.S. policy-making machine, as the White House, we just continue to do this so horribly. And it's frustrating because it puts all of us in a very precarious situation that we, we really didn't need to be in. <clears throat> all right. I'm just reading some of y'all's comments. There's some good ones going there. Keep them going. So we'll keep an eye on this. Again, it's not good. It's not good. Um, John Fetterman, the brain-damaged goon in Pennsylvania, appeared on CNN with Don Lemon. And reminder, we had Biden earlier this week saying, hey, he's my kind of guy, <laughs> which is perfect. Really is perfect. But you have John Fetterman go appear on Don Lemon, who's got his own issues and, and, and struggles that he's dealing with. But <clears throat> Don, Fet Don Lemon asked Fetterman about inflation and, and kind of asked him to define it, if you will. Listen, this, list, just listen to this response. See if you can make out even one sentence. Well, let's talk about inflation because that's a big concern for voters. What do you think the biggest cause of inflation is? And should the Biden administration be doing more? No, I, I just do. I, I think the, it, that simply is also, we have this talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well. True. You know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit. And, and now they still want to support those as well. True. I think in terms of being very serious about uh, addressing inflation is, is making sure that those rates are brought back into a line with what they, they should have been, uh, where they're able to uh, fight uh, the, 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 the deficit. Hmm. I mean, is it just me? Like, honestly, I, I'm, I, there's no way that it comes off anything but mean and it just is what it is. Whatever. I, you know, obviously, you know me. I don't really care that much. But is it just me or does it seem like this guy has gotten worse since the debate? Like, he's not getting better. Joe tried to say he's getting better the other day. If Joe's saying that you're getting better, it probably means you're going more along Joe Biden's lane, you know, or approach. Uh, you don't want him saying you're getting better. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not saying that what he said made sense or anything, but he did sound more put together just then than he did at the debate. I, 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 support I don't think so. Like, I, like, but he because you like he like finished a sentence. Like, first of all, he did not address the question at all. Yeah, no. None Second of all. of all, he would finish his sentence with just as well. True. Like, that's not I don't know what you just said there. Like, I don't think I don't think he knows what's going on. And again, I'm not cheering for it. I, I, if you're a terrorist, then I want you dead. But like, you're a fellow American who's just dumb and now brain damaged dumb. Like, I don't wish that upon you. I just wish you'd go away. Stay in the basement that you're in. The, by the way, he's always in this brick bunker slash basement. Which I mean, is it's a cool brick wall. It's a cool, it's brick, a wall. cool brick wall. Yeah. But again, you're running for U.S. Senate with a brick wall in a hoodie, which has always been your thing. You got him and Biden who just love the basements. But to, to me, 
I just do not see, and I'm not a doctor. I, I know that's a surprise to some of you, but I just don't see this any progression here. I don't see any progression. He sounds like a giant white pygmy trying to communicate with Dr. Livingston. Me get water. Me make fire. Me go poo-poo. Like, I mean, he's just like, okay. Are you sure you want to continue running for U.S. Senate? I know the answer to the Democrats want him to, so he's going to. Well, and, and, and you know, I was talking about this with, with someone the other day. This has nothing to do with which way you lean left or right. This is just health. Like, this is like you want someone healthy that's doing well to be making decisions that's smart, that know the making decisions for your state, for your country, all those things. So the fact that this is happening, regardless which side he leans for, he should not be doing this. No. He should not be running. He should be taking a back seat, allowing someone else to do it. But for whatever reason, whether it's the loved ones pushing him or he's like really adamant about whatever it is, it's like somebody just step in and say, look, you're not fit for this. I'm sorry. You need to step down because it's bad enough that we already have the potato in chief right now. Right. But he's got a staff of people who are making decisions for him. Right. You know I mean? Like there was, we've seen, how many videos have we shown where he's signing something and he's like, what's this for? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it's just a, it's just a bill <laughs> or executive order. No big deal. No, yeah. Mongo (laughs) from Blazing Saddles is perfect. That's actually a great analogy, J.H. Stevens. Um, Yes. Such a great character. Mongo like candy. Um, But but again, we talked about this the other day. I just, I got to say it because I love how they're framing this as like John Fetterman has a disability, but again, he's brave and bold and, and, and it's empowering that he's coming out and doing this. There is a big difference. I'll use a slightly different analogy than I did the other day. There's a big difference between losing an eye, losing your leg, losing an arm, and then having the type of brain damage that John Fetterman currently has, perhaps will always have. He, the, the dude cannot understand sentences. He cannot comprehend what is verbally being said to him. And then, I don't it's not it's not better or worse. It's just this. I mean, it's just equally bad. I guess he can't organize his thoughts and come up with complete sentences or articulate any kind of intelligible thought. Like he's lost his cognitive ability. And to the point that we always make that you just made disco. And I, I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if like I worked on your campaign and I was like so emotionally invested. I'd be like, dude, you can't, we can't do this anymore. And, do you and think we, he'll? Sorry, do you think he'll get the, uh, like that giant pen? Because you know, like you know, you know, some people have a stroke; they have to learn how to write again. You know, oh, with their the hand, giant pen. all stuff. The giant pen when he's signing something because he's trying. <laughs> you know, I, it's I, I wouldn't put it past him. You know what I mean? Like if that happened, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, oh yeah, well, I mean, he did have a stroke; he needs to relearn how to do this. I get it. You know, like, <laughs> but it's just it's bad. It's bad when that's what you're expecting from a, a future politician. Yep. Yep. It is. It's, it's absolutely awful. Speaking of brain damage, let's move on. And then we're going to get to booze and banter here uh, in a little bit. Jim Cramer is back with a doozy that left even really, it seems like his, his colleagues speechless. Take a listen to this. And and they got to deal with, what do you do if you told people the way to beat this is no vaccine? All right, let's try that again. Yeah, sorry, let's try again. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Hang on. 
Hang on. <laughs> Sorry standing by, place. standing by. And, and they got to deal with, what do you do if you told people the way to beat this is no vaccine, Perfect. and now you have a vaccine. So I think what you need is a propagandist. Outside of the state infrastructure. Exactly. To start moving political right. opinion. But I think when we think of propaganda, we think about other regimes that we didn't really appreciate. Silent. I am silent. I'm just thinking about those poor people stuck at Disney, Shanghai Disney for. It's a, I mean, it's the worst places to be stuck, but still. Chief, it's a real small world after all. So, I love the silence of the. I love that it's even addressed in the end there. But like, this used to just be Kramer used to just be this crazy goofball, right? Who's on the business scene. You tune in his show just to kind of see what crazy shouting he'd do, wild antics. You'd have breaking cups and yeah, stuff. Bra- and- yeah, like roll up his <laughs> sleeves, loosen his tie, sell, and just sell, sell. scream. <laughs> like he just is a weird dude, right? But that's it had its entertainment value for some. But now he's become this like a COVID casualty that's pushed him into the enemy class that we talked about earlier. And like Trump broke the minds of lefties all over the United States. COVID apparently broke Jim Cramer's mind. I mean, it it just seems like he's gone all in. It doesn't seem like he's gone all in. He's gone all in. And he's the same authoritarian-loving imbecile who was pleading. This is a guy who pled, like many others did, he wasn't alone, for the government to go house to house and force vaccines on people. And now, on air, live on air, he's talking about the virtues of propaganda. He's lost his mind. If he was working anywhere else, he would be taking time off right now. He's on vacation for a couple weeks. I mean, literally, again, like I said, his coworkers, his people, his co-panelists, whatever, they were speechless at the end. They were like, I don't even know what to say to something like that. This dude has crossed the Rubicon. He's no longer a goof on the business channel. He's a dangerous communist. And thank God he's, he's willing and comfortable enough to tell the world that he's a dangerous communist. But, man, I, I just love that. Like, ooh, did you just suggest that propaganda is good and we need to do it? Live on air? Yes. Yes, I did. That's that's what now, happened. Was that music added later? Is that like the music that plays during that show? I think it was, but I don't know. I don't want to say one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. I just it's 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 bad when we're like, you know, we got to liven up the thing. Well, let's just add some music. No, let's just actually have some good content. I know that that was the, probably like talking stock markets and all that stuff, but it's just like, why do you have this intense music playing behind it <laughs> all the time? <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I tell you what we're going to do, folks. We're having some internet issues here in the studio and having trouble getting the locals feed set up for booze and banter. So we're going to add a couple extra things here into today's show. Um, and then we'll wrap and we'll resume. We apologize. We'll resume with booze and banter tomorrow. Obviously, a full episode tomorrow as well. Um, but let's listen to this real quick. This was something we were going to discuss in booze and banter. This is Tim Ryan on Fox News lying about some of the events on January 6th. Take a listen. The guys who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, they are the lead. They're the leaders. This is what I'm saying. They stormed the Capitol on January 6th. 
They beat up 140 police officers, killed, killed one, okay? They killed, they killed one. We all, we all, we all watched, we all watched the, we all watched the video. We all watched the video. And I, let him finish, please. And I work, I'm, I'm happy to have this conversation. I'm not afraid to have this conversation. These are the conversations we need to have in this country. I welcome you guys. <laughs> so, bald face lie. Right there. That. A Capitol Police officer was killed. It has been refuted so many times, and they continue to go back to the well. Again, do I think January 6th was a good look for our country or our party? No, I don't. Do I think we were acting alone? No. That was, that's been proven, too. We know FBI was there. We know that Black Lives Matter was there. We know that Antifa was there. We know all sorts of nefarious actors were there. And we know a bunch of our people made some really bad decisions, too. But the lies... And the way that it continues to be described as this insurrection is absolutely laughable. The, the, the fact that they continue to go back and, and describe how police officers were killed and these people were killed. It, no, no. I mean, Ashley was killed. That's true. Yes. Sitnik had a stroke. Yes. Tragic. Awful. Sorry that it happened. But no one was killed or murdered that day on their side of things. AOC was across the street. Yeah, AOC. Locked up in her. Yeah. <laughs> Flipping out, but even love, though she wasn't even in the main building. There's so there's someone outside my office. Yes, it's a security guard trying to check on you to make sure that you're safe. <laughs> yes. There's no there's no violent activity happening here, Alexandria. It's it's way <laughs> it's down on the way other over end there. of the campus. Like, yeah. Don't, don't worry. You're safe. Can I get you a coffee? Should we go down to the chow hall? Maybe get uh, yeah. It's, no, I'm it's, gonna sit here. Can you actually go on the other side of the door and like Push on it. I'm going to do a TikTok real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, let's do that real quick because I, I mentioned earlier they're sending Joe to all the places to campaign and help campaign where they know they're going to lose. They're sending Obama places they think they might have a shot. And then they're also using Obama like Democrats continue to do now. I hate this trend. I hate the platform in, in the first place, but they're putting Obama in little video clips on TikTok. Here's one of them. It's Monday night, and here's what's happened. B, what are you, what are you doing to, under my desk? Well, under the desk is kind of my thing. I mean... Uh, but here's the thing. You can stay for now, but when it comes time to voting, you're going to have to get up because you've got climate change legislation on the ballot. You've got gun safety. And if we can elect more pro-choice members of Congress, we can reinstitute Roe versus Wade as the law of the land. So you can't stay here you're gonna have to take a little bit of time to vote it's now a bad time to say that i voted for mccain in 2008 eh, as long as you voted <laughs> okay. okay go to iwillvote.com and i will see you at the polls vote 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 so ridiculous by the way i'm I impressed my that he can sit the, indian style i can, my hips are so tight I, I struggle to sit indian style so kudos if there's one positive thing i'll say about him there is kudos to him there well done. And Elsa. hey, at least he even just encouraged, at least you went out and voted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, I, you know, he's not hung up on who who they well, voted for. Well, obviously that's part of the shtick. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. to make you seem reasonable and not extreme. You know, he, look, I, I will give him two kudos. One, he sat Indian style quite nicely. And I, I say that just because I really can't. But 
the dude is able to play the suave, reasonable, like I'm a guy you you'd get a beer with kind of a dude, even though we have different policy. He plays that character well. He fools a lot of people and he has some charisma. And I know a lot of people hate him, and I'm not saying you shouldn't hate him. You should certainly should hate his policies. But you're lying to yourself if if you say that you don't see how anyone can get behind him or how, how anyone could have gotten behind him when he was running for office and then, and then president of the United States for those painful eight years. He's got that like, right. It's the charisma. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things where when he talks, no matter who you are, you're like, I need to listen. Cause he's got that. It's even in the tone of his voice. It's the delivery. You know, it's yeah. The, the, just the way it's articulated. No, it, 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 it makes sense. You yeah. know, it does. <laughs> Jill, that guy girl isn't old enough to vote in 2008. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so either. Um, you know, just a little bit into the age range for now. And, and, and by the way, that's not really a low blow saying I voted Republican back then because McCain, come on, McCain, you're talking McCain? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. You, don't, you can't say I voted for McCain or Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney. Adam Kinzinger, who wasn't, I don't know if Kinzinger was alive back then. He's just, you know. I voted for Ross Perot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the one thing, the one thing I love about, uh, they do it in a bunch of different movies and all that stuff. Uh, whenever there's a president, they always have that one line where it's like, by the way, I voted for the other guy. Just so you know, like you're a great person, you know, (laughs) like they have to have that like slight there just because it's, you know. Like, because of course, you know, you're going to run into someone, you're going to meet, you're going to, someone's going to meet a former president, like, oh my gosh, what an honor to meet you. But the, the, maybe the actuality is they did vote for the other person. Right. Even though they're standing face to face. Yeah. So. Well, uh, last thing I'll say before we get out of here, Tom sent something over, you know, Tom would have been on booze and banter with us, but we're not doing booze and banter today because we're having some issues here in the studio and I don't know what they are. We'll figure them out maybe after the show, but the, um, there's an NBC reporter who, who came out and said today that voter ID laws pro- disproportionately, excuse me, impact trans people, which there's not much to say to this, folks. The left's willingness to make the most stupid point ever by saying that they disproportionately affect the black community. They claim that Republicans are racist and then come right back, which is not true, of course. They come right back with a very racist sentiment that black people aren't smart enough to go down and get an ID, let alone hold on to it and not lose it. We can't ask them to do that. It's the most racist, ridiculous thing ever. It's not true. People in the black community have pushed back and said, yeah, no, we know how to get an ID. We've got an ID. And we think in-person how voting. How else do we too. buy booze? <laughs> anything. How do we get on a plane? How Cigarettes. Yeah. Get a job. How, anything. So it's ridiculous, well, no, it's, but to, to say that it affects trans people, stop it. Just, uh, you yeah. know, you've got an ID. If you're a dude and you want to wear a dress to go vote, you're weird, but okay, you still can. It doesn't affect you. At, like, it literally doesn't affect you at all. No, yeah. No, my, my dad had to go do some physical therapy a few weeks ago, and he had to fill out the form and everything, and it was, what was your gender um, given to you at birth? What gender do you identify uh, now? And then, then there's a third selection. What gender are you feeling today? <laughs> My dad's like, I'm. Uh, 
this is stupid. <laughs> He's like, I just checked off the first one and left the other two blank. Let them figure it out. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. Like this, like, well, why, why are we Don't doing this? Here's this the is... other thing. People, they, they not only ask that now, but a lot of doctors, have you seen this? A lot of doctors offices. I haven't been to one in a while, but like, I know from other people that, that say that, um, will ask you about, you know, if you have guns in the house and I know why they're pretending to do it, but that's, that that answer is none of your business. That that's the response yeah. to that question. Yeah. Yeah. So please, please do not tell them that. Please do not go along with their others. The only way that we have any shot, and I frankly, folks, I just don't feel like we got much of a shot of getting this thing turned around. I'm not saying that everything's going to go to absolute hell. I think that we will survive. We will we will whether it's through balkanization, whatever it might be, and have have great fruitful lives on this planet as long as we're here. And hopefully not with any of these crazy ass lefties who want to shove communism straight up our you know what. But it's it's hard to foresee us getting through this. But one way you can is to push back and just not go along with it. Don't go along with it. Don't just because someone feels a certain way and wants to, they're allowed to feel that way if they want. But we don't have to go along with it. We don't have to play their games. Please don't. Keep speaking up. Speak up for common sense, for truth. Speak up for this country, this constitution. It is not done yet. It is worth fighting for. So let's keep let's keep at it. Again, apologies that we will not be on booze and banter today. Uh, we will have this sorted for tomorrow, barring a major catastrophe. So thanks to all the supporters who who come over and join us every day on booze and banter. We will miss you. We will have a drink in solidarity with you, but we will not be there today. So. We will be on the main show tomorrow. We'll hopefully have that sorted out. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Again, go pour a drink anyways. You earned it. We'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.